For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. Pour a cheerful toast and fill it, happy anniversary. But be careful you don't spill it, happy anniversary. Oh. Welcome to Ladies Talking Leafs. I'm Chris. And I'm Syl. And happy anniversary to us. Yay! <laughs> My little maple leaf rattle, if you can hear that. Anyways, uh, long story about that, but we'll get into that later. Officially, our anniversary is actually on September 5th, so it's a few days away, but we need to keep organized for our listeners, or we need to keep, yes, we definitely need to keep organized with our listeners because we publish on the first Wednesday of every month so which is Wednesday so uh which is in a couple of days but yeah and this is our 16th episode um yeah and things are going good what do you think, Sil? I think they're going awesome. It's yeah. been a really wonderful year and a wonderful ride so far. And we're looking forward to many, many more years of this and just getting better and better. Um, uh, before we start, though, uh, we do kind of want to give a little bit of a shout out to two uh, listeners that we actually have in Japan who've basically been listening to us almost from the very beginning. And uh, we want to thank them as we want to, as we love to thank all of our listeners, but uh, for halfway around the world listening to us, we'd love to hear from them and, and hear from you as to how you found out about us and also like, uh, you know, how you became Leaf fans and, and how you actually managed to, you know, follow them like with that time zone difference and everything. Anyway, we find that pretty incredible incredible. Um, so we just wanted to give a special shout out to uh, uh, these uh, couple listeners that we have in Asia, which is like so, so far away. And uh, we just feel so, um, so privileged to, yeah, to have spe- you listen to us. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's that's dedication anyways. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, yeah. Anyway, um, we're going to give you a bit of an outline for our episode, what we're going to cover today. Uh, we're obviously, uh, the Leafs are the gift that keeps on giving, and we have uh, our thoughts uh, to give on uh, the Kapanen deal. Um, we also are going to talk a little bit about the media availability comments um, after the playoffs, which we didn't get into last uh, episode from Shanahan and Dubas. And also uh, our own thoughts on the direction that the team is going in and what we think kind of needs to happen in the offseason. We're going to give you a bit of a review of the player contracts in terms of the UFAs, RFAs, players that are playing in the KHL. And then 
we have a very, very special announcement. We're going to be announcing the winner of our first anniversary Instagram giveaway. So without any further ado, let's get on with our show. All right. So first, we're getting into the Kapanen deal. Kasperi Kapanen um, traded last week, obviously. So um, what as to whether or not this was the right move, like for him to be the first one to go? I mean, it it was really for me, it was really between him and uh, and Janssen, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I think I mean, let's get into the details of the of the trade first, I guess. Um, basically, it was Kapanen going to uh, Pittsburgh for Evan Rod Rodriguez, which is a right winger. He's a 27 years old from Toronto, too, which I didn't even realize he's from Toronto. So that might, well, normally when they're a hometown boy, it's, it's, uh, it's a good thing. But he is an RFA, so we're not tied to anything. That's kind of good, too. Um, Philip Hallander, which a lot... Uh, a lot of people are high on this this uh, kid. He's only uh, 20 years old. He's a center. Um, and he was, I guess, rated fourth on Pittsburgh's list of prospects. So um, so he's pretty, like, he was very pretty good and uh, drafted in 2018 in the second round. And he's played in Sweden the last couple of years. Um, they're saying that he's basically another skilled player that could fit a bottom six role, um, which is important. For us, uh, especially with the with the flat cap, um, that's going to be here for the next couple of years. And then there was also David Warsawski. I knew I'd have trouble with that, but <laughs> he's 30 years old, um, but he hasn't played an, an, in an NHL game since 2017-18. So he's basically more of a Marley's pickup um, uh, replacement for the Jesper Lindgren, who also went to Pittsburgh in the in the deal. So um, yeah, so he's more of a AHL um, player. But um, yeah, I mean, I was pretty happy that we were because we basically were able to free up the cap space. I think that's what Kyle Dubas, I think, is freeing up the cap space to try and do something else. Like he said in his press conference that he's not done. So I don't know. What do you? Uh, well, what do you, you think? One thing you you didn't mention, which you can yeah. kick yourself that you didn't mention, is the first round pick that we got. Yeah, she she was looking at me while I was going through all that, and I <laughs> I did totally miss that, even though it was number one on the page. Yeah, I know. It's one, one, number one on your list. <laughs> I Anyways, saved it for um, you, Sil. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really appreciate that. You're so kind. You you just keep giving me these gifts. Um, yeah. So. Um, it's kind of interesting that they ended up getting that first rounder back. It's sort of funny because Kapanen was, it's like Pittsburgh basically used two first round picks on him. So, yeah. you know, we, we got him, we developed them a little bit for them and now he's going back there and he's ready to step in. So it's kind of, kind of interesting that way. As far as the first round pick goes, um, I kind of find it interesting i i wonder if they're actually going to use it uh or if i mean i know he's come out dubas has come out and said they're willing to deal it so he is 
uh, sort of kind of gathering some assets and clearing cap space. And I, I remember when Kapanen got signed last summer for the amount that he did, him and Janssen both, we both commented at that time that their contracts were were really structured so that they were movable. Like that was definitely um, for sure. That was part of the rationale, I think. And, um, and as far as, as far as um, who else they got, I think that this, the Philip Hollander, I think Dubis was really high on him and he was on their draft board as well. And they were hoping that he would be available for them to pick. So I think that he's somebody that's been on their radar. Um, He's not necessarily a big goal scorer, but he is a super hard worker and he's a really good two-way player. So like he is, and he's got apparently a very, very good um, mental makeup and attitude in that he uh, is willing to kind of do whatever is asked of him. He's extremely coachable player. And so he's like, if I only play on the penalty kill and the, and the power play, like those are the things that, you know, he's, he's very much going to, I think in their plans, as far as a, a good specialty teams, uh, bottom six depth person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they all have, it's funny because everybody that I've, in preparation for this episode, I was looking at all these different players and that we that we got or have gotten, and a lot of them, majority of them, are on these entry level contracts, which I think mm-hmm. is really the key. Because um, there's him, there's that Mikhail Abramov, I think it is, and uh, right. which we'll yep. we'll get into a little bit later, and uh, and then the um, oh god, I forgot the other guy's name. He's in here too that we we're going to mention him later, but. Um, yeah, the it's just I, I think with the salary cap, that's that's really what this is going to help um, us so that we can get a quality defenseman, hopefully, mm-hmm. in, the, in the long run. But um, right. I don't I don't think that Hollander, for example, I don't think he'll be here this year. I think he's no. still going to be probably playing in Sweden. Um, yeah. This year, but um, and as far as uh, Rodriguez, I think, um, you know, I think he is arbitration eligible as well. So uh, it's uh, just a question as to whether or not uh, they decide they're going to keep him or let him just become a UFA and not qualify him at all. Right. Yeah. That could happen also. Yeah. So. So, yeah, I mean, capping into I don't know where he. I mean, this year I was looking at his. I was just looking at his stats, I guess, for mm-hmm. for this past season. And um, I guess in sixty nine games, he had thirteen goals, twenty three assists for thirty six points. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he he got he played with Matthews. I know that at at one point he couldn't get a connection there. He played mm-hmm. with with Tavares as well. Yeah, I think right for a little bit. Yeah, and Marner. Mm-hmm. I think it was yeah, like he did. So he. We got, it just doesn't seem to be a fit there. I don't know why. No. Like, I mean, if you can't, maybe he needs Sidney Crosby, I guess. I don't know. Well, right? except so. that Sidney Crosby doesn't make everyone everyone better either. I mean, there's always been that question. Like, I know that he's he can make certain guys like, guys like Gunsel and uh, Rust and stuff. Um, they don't always play with him. Like, there's he's not necessarily the the guy that that makes everybody better 
Uh, yeah. I've I've heard it in the past that it's hard to find fits for him. And sometimes it's these kind of lower level guys that, that do play well with him. But usually, like, um, there's a very specific person. Um, oh, I can't even remember the guy that played with him for so many years that was not, um, I think oh. Chris Kunitz, for example. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's not a lighted up kind of guy. Uh, and they kept coming back to him because hardly anybody could play with him. So I, I'm not too sure that maybe he's got a good fit with Melkin though. Who knows? Yeah. So that could Anyways. be actually better. That's not up to us now. He he's nope. <laughs> he's he part seems of the... pretty happy to be going, so he can take yeah. his dog dogs and uh, go to Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, he'll be he'll be yeah. uh, he'll be fine there, I guess. Like I you. guess Willie will will miss him because they're buds. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't notice anybody, but there everybody seems to be laying low of the players, anyways. They, no kidding, I eh? Yeah, I didn't notice like anybody giving no. him like best wishes or anything like. No, uh, oh, sometimes there they... was somebody that posted something on Instagram. I can't remember. Oh yeah. No. Yeah, Anyways. it was, but it was just like one guy kind of thing. So, but yeah, so yeah, they uh, are definitely laying low. I've I've noticed that. Yeah, yeah, you don't see many comments anywhere, sort of thing. No. So, um, at least when it's related related to hockey, anyways. Yeah, but yeah, so um, Kyle Dubas, anyways, still has a lot of work to do in front of him, right? Yeah. So, um, I guess. Uh, We'll take a look at at what they talked about a little bit at the end of the season, uh, media availability. Um, and basically, Shanahan, at that time, we didn't really get too much into it. He did acknowledge the fans' disappointment and basically that he understood, you know, that we're upset and mentioned also how it's been 16 years without a playoff series win and 53 years without a cup. Uh, no kidding. And, um, and Dubis kind of dug his heel, dug his heels in. And interestingly, he, he basically says that he's not stubborn because I guess he feels that I do think he follows along what's going on with social media because that I think is did... referencing though, Mike Babcock. Yeah. The stubborn oh, yeah, part. For sure. Yes. For yeah. sure. Yeah. A little bit. Um, That's how I found it interesting, but. Anyways, I mean, he that's long of, gone. He kind of, he has his vision, obviously, for the team. But he basically made a point of saying that it's not necessarily fixed and that he's not fixed on doing things only one way. So, um, you know, when he talked about uh, the, with the Kapanen trade, he said that if he could get another Jake Muzzin, he would he would certainly be interested in in that, to put it mildly, is what he said. So... Sounds like he wants to address the uh, defense issue. So what do you think of, of that? Well, I actually went through on Cap Friendly <laughs> yesterday. Mm -hmm. I went through all the players to look for a right-hand shot or right-shot defenseman. There yeah. is not too many right-shot defensemen out there. No, I of, actually... Regardless of whether they're good or bad... <laughs> There's not too many right shot players, period. That's I was actually right, yeah. looking this up and there's like 70% of the league is our left shots. Yeah. So they are really kind of no, like don't. a bit of a unicorn to, to find these guys. So yeah. I kind of want like that's why really when you're looking for specific things, um, sometimes the draft is where, where you find these things. So yeah. 
and he'd mentioned that too in his mm-hmm. in one of the press conferences uh, dubis mentioned how like um basically you get that top stud defenseman yeah. in a, in the draft that's how you get them generally um but I mean, CC and Barry are most likely gone. We know that. So CC is going to give us 4.5 million cap relief. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, you add that to Kapanen's 3.2. Um, I think it was 3.2, right? From what I said yeah. before. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he's obviously collecting a little bit of money there. There, Dubas is, like, to put mm-hmm. something towards it. I'm hoping that they're not going for that Petra Angelo. Um, yeah. I I think we need somebody a little bit a little couple of years younger anyways if we if we go the trade route. Um, well, interestingly, there's according to um the um draft boards uh for North American skaters anyways, around the 15-16 spot where we would be picking is a guy um last name is Baron I think it's Justin or Jason Barron. Anyways, for player from the Halifax Moosehead. And yeah. he's a right shot D. And uh, interestingly, his comparable is Petrangelo. Oh, really? Which I thought was sort of interesting. was very, hmm, kind of interesting. I, yeah. I, I'd obviously, like, I have to do a little bit more more homework on, you know, how good this, this kid is. Um, yeah. He has a brother who plays in the league right now as well i can't remember which team but um but yeah so i thought that's sort of kind of but we want somebody to we want we want to someone step to step in. in right now i yeah, know exactly so it's like obviously we need this. it <laughs> yeah i mean yeah so um anyways i don't think i think petrangelo is they're somehow going to get it done in st louis i think he wants to stay there too so yeah his wife's from there too so yeah yeah. I really doubt she wants to move here. Although the the somebody did bring up that that a lot of Americans don't mind moving to Canada right now. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, but um That would make sense. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But the guy who I was thinking to go after and this has come up before, but it's kinda of gotten away a little bit, is Josh Manson from, from Anaheim. Yeah. And he's a right yeah, shot D. Yeah, because he's, he's got really good edge to his game, too. Yes. Yeah, just like his yeah. dad. So, yeah. Um, yeah, he's right shot D. He's a couple of years younger. He's 28 years old. And he has a reasonable salary. And he's signed for another season, too. So that's something else Kyle Dubas has mentioned oh, that's before. Usually that's his MO, yeah. He likes uh, yeah. to get people with some terms still. Yeah, so um, his salary is at four point four five million um, mm-hmm. for Josh Manson, which is probably so that's around uh, what Riley makes too, isn't it? Is yeah, it I think he's just over. I think he's five, or he might be close to five. I think he's just under five, actually. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, the only other option is that Brett Pesci on uh, right. on uh, Carolina, and I I didn't know until I read in the um on uh i think it was social media i was reading that he actually had this shoulder injury he had shoulder surgery say that a Mm -hmm. few times (laughs) um Mm -hmm. and so he's been out since march but still he's a he's a really good defenseman as well um personally i just and they're pretty deep on d caroline is which brings us to the next thing about that um with 
Frederick Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> I was having a little bit of a chat with somebody on social media today on Twitter about it, but um, I don't know. I think Leaf fans, Leafs Nation, careful what you wish for when it comes to trading for Frederick Anderson. Exactly. I'm, um, I am very, very conflicted on this. Like, I don't yeah. quite know how I feel. And I, I look at the players that are available because I guess that's the whole thing is that there's this, there's going to be a, like a glut of UFA goalies on the market this summer, but none of the names that I see there are like ones that I would say definitely are better. Like I, I I just, and you have to consider when you, when you look at these goalies and what they've done in the past, you cannot take them completely out of like what their accomplishments are, you know, just, and put them right on the individual. Some of it is the, the, the D that's in front of them too. And so like you're bringing potentially certain goalies in to play with our defense and our forwards who don't generally like to be all that responsible always. Yeah. And that might be a a completely different animal. Yeah. Yeah. Like for example, like, I mean, Given the uh, the only reason why I'm going back from the Carolina perspective, I guess Carolina recently, yeah. I guess the rumors have come out that um, they're interested in Frederick Anderson, and like they right. said, I was listening. <laughs> they seem on, to like our goalies. You yeah, know, like everybody they, is everybody is interested, <laughs> but it's not necessarily like we're not shopping Frederick Anderson. Like that's no, not no, 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 no. what Dubis is doing. But like they like people have been saying, um, if somebody calls about the player. Anybody's going regardless of what player it is, you're going to listen, right? And say, well, just like Dubas likes to get guys that have a bit of term, so does everyone else. And Freddie is one of those guys now. He has one year left. So, unless it makes him attractive too. The, the only thing with Carolina, like, I, I can't, like, <laughs> there would have to be some other deal set up for a better goalie. Cause I mean, we're not going into, cause the, the offer apparently was James Reimer and a uh, first round pick and getting, <laughs> would Reimer come back? Yeah. Well, I guess he wouldn't have the choice. He wouldn't have the choice. That would just be a nightmare. And him, but, I think, and the and first round wife. pick and the first round pick that we gave them for Marlo. Yes. That was the offer, which I didn't think was good at all. No, because, but then I thought to myself, Unless there was something going on to get for a different goal, like another goalie, because mm-hmm. could you? Ma- I could not imagine going into the season with James Reimer and Jack Campbell as our goalie tandem. No, yeah, no way. That would be a catastrophe, <laughs> yeah. almost. So, um, well, I also heard a really interesting tidbit from Arizona that because the Arizona is really under the gun because of this. Uh, yeah. whole controversy yeah. that they might potentially move off of Darcy Kemper. And I heard that Freddie could go there. And like, first of all, I, on one, like, obviously Darcy Kemper is a really good goalie. That would be mm-hmm. great. But sending Freddie there is like, are you like, you know, are you si- trying to set it up so that Matthews hundred percent goes there? Like I, I th- saw that and I went, God, God, no, please do not do that. But yeah, well, that's, that's the other just, thing. That's to another thing I saw that was like, hmm, yeah. that's kind of weird and uh, scary. And yeah, well, that's the other thing that you have to consider is the team chemistry, the makeup of the yeah. team. Like he's been here since our young guys, our All star our young players. Guys yeah, yeah mm-hmm. he's been here, sort of thing. He's the goalie. So to disrupt that, 
Like, I mean, obviously it's the game and they know that. And it's like, a business. Yeah, they yeah. know that. But still, you just, you need, you need to make sure you have everything, all your ducks in a row when it comes to this kind of thing. And um, I'm also worried just the way going into the season, like how Freddie handles it. I think I mentioned this mm-hmm. the last, our last episode too, but just the distraction of being in the contract year and his agent already spoke out to say that he's heard about all this talk. Um, so obviously right. if he's saying it, the player knows it too, sort of thing. Right. And mm-hmm. he's just, um, he's a little bit, how do you say it? The, um, soft-spoken guy anyway <laughs> so he's yeah. he, he could uh i mean he i think he he likes it here i think right and uh and he and i really think the problem isn't him it's it's the defense in front of him so regardless of who they get whoever they get back there i mean he's been phenomenal in almost majority of the games yes he hasn't won the big game and he lets in the soft one or what from in in the playoffs but if we had a better defense, I don't think we'd have to worry about those things. <laughs> no. I think I think we we would be winning um, more. We would have won more of those big games than lost by now. Um, yeah, but the just to give the listeners the uh, the upcoming UFA goalies um, that are unrestricted free agents after this season. Uh, there's Braden Holtby, Robin Leonard, Jacob Markstrom, which is really interesting from Vancouver, Anton. Hugh Dobin from Dallas and Corey Crawford is the um, is the notable UFA goalies. I've been well, I think most people have been hearing too, like about the possibility of Calgary with that Riddick, David Riddick being no, I've I've also heard a possibility with like Cam Talbot. Yes. Yeah. Which I don't know. I don't know about <laughs> that. I mean he played really well with the Rangers that year as a backup. Or, yeah. or with the with the split with um with Lundqvist, but I don't know. Since well, that- speaking of the Rangers, like they're a little bit loaded up too, so that they could get that that Georgiev guy potentially. Yeah, he might be available. Well, yeah. And there's that- always the question of Matt Murray, which I you know with Pittsburgh, I guess because that it's that's not going to go away because because of the history. Yeah, probably. And like Kyle Dubas said too, all the. All of this really is is speculation. I think it really, a lot of it ha- is going to have to wait until the season is over because a lot of these teams, when it comes to, obviously, to paying salaries, it they depend on the gate revenue. And if there's no fans in the building, they're not going to be getting much mm-hmm. revenue. So there's going to be a lot of possible other 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 players that might become available that, that teams may not be able to afford or they need True. to they want to move off of right so and the other thing that it's just such a bizarre and crazy time because there's all of that there's the flat cap there's there's going to be probably a lot more shorter term deals i would think plus they also when they're they're making these deals have to keep in mind that seattle is coming in and they can only protect one goalie in the expansion draft so that has to be in their mind too you're right. You know, yeah. whoever they're going to pick up, right? Because yeah. they have to kind of know right now who it is that they're going to leave unprotected. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And um, yeah, so just to remind the listeners too about um, the signings that Dubas made back in March and April, because it really impacts, could impact anyways, our bottom six depth. Um, mm-hmm. 
I actually didn't know this guy was only a kid, was only 19 years old, but I mentioned him earlier in the intro, the uh, Mikhail Abramov. He's only 19 years old. Um, he's a center right winger um, who's signed to a three-year entry-level contract. And he was our fourth round pick in 2019. And he played last year in the uh, QMJHL in the Quebec Major Junior League. So um, with Victoriaville. So I don't know. I They're quite high on him too, to to give him the opportunity. And I thought to myself, well, if they think he's, if he's, if he's that good, if he's, if he, if Robertson can play at 18 years old, why can't this kid play at 19 years old? <laughs> right. So, um, well, they're but, obviously going to give him a good look for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because we need, uh, depending on, well, obviously we have to fill Kapanen's spot now and, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have to, and then who knows what else happens if Janssen is still around or, uh, like even Kyle Clifford, like there's lots of questions still. And then there's Alexander Barabanov, who's 25 years old, and he's in a, on a one-year entry-level contract. And this guy, I think, of course, we have to also think of Zach Hyman, who's also with Frederick Anderson together after next year. They're both UFAs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His his game style, I think it'll be a test this season um, coming up whenever that starts. <laughs> Hopefully it does. Um, but his style of play, I think it's going to really, I guess, tell us or tell the Leafs that um, whether or not he could maybe replace Hyman. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. So anyways, going on to the player contracts. Mm -hmm. So reviewing, just reviewing our RFAs. Or Evan Rodriguez that we just got from Pittsburgh, Travis Dermott, Ilya Mikheyev, Frederick Gauthier, and uh, Dennis Malgin. So Dermott and Mikheyev, they'll probably, I'm thinking they'll get bridge deals, right? Because of the flat yeah. cap and because, because they basically their year, well, Mikheyev had a major injury and Dermott wasn't what we thought he he didn't grow the way we thought he would or the way the team thought he would so i don't know yeah and i and that is like i we'd have to keep in mind with this weird year coming off that shoulder injury um i think that kind of led to his slower start to start with and then we had all this upheaval so i just think that potentially that could have you know lent itself to having some effects on him um, so I guess it, I think because of the weird year for him, that you probably that you, they need to give him at least one more year to see what they have there. Yeah. And, um, and so some of that money too, we have to think too, has to, some of the money that I guess we've right gotten rid of from Kapanen and, uh, even Cody Cece, um, some of that money has to go to the, you would think is going to be going towards they have to get a slight raise, I would think. I, I don't think right. they're going to take the well, same I mean, money. Like Barry was getting what, just like two, two five, was, two seven five, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So something that's like that. what we were paying him. You're right. Um. So is that like enough of a raise for Dermot? Say, I don't or, know. Because don't like know. Hall got two, even correct. So that would pay him a little bit more than what Justin Hall got. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. And then who knows? They may he even... hasn't really proved himself beyond that much, right? So yeah, yeah. He might even be he's part younger, of though is the thing. Yeah, he might even be part of a deal though too. You never know. I, I yeah, could be. I think like because um, if we're trying to get a defenseman off of a team, you would think they're going to want to give him something. Yeah. You got to give them as a defenseman, maybe. Mm-hmm. Not quite as good, but he may be like a secondary part of the of a deal right. of a bigger deal. But um, I don't know, lots lots to think about there. But the and then Gauthier and Malgin, um, I don't know if they'll get re-signed. They, um, like we said, I think before, maybe if they accept the league minimum salary of seven hundred fifty k. But otherwise, I don't, I don't see them. Um, not with all these other players that we've already gone through that have like entry level contracts. Like I'm sure um, Malgan is a winger, right? So I think we have other wingers in the system that could probably do just as good. He well, didn't really pl- like he kind of interchangeable with Nick Patan. Yeah. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't yeah, know. But it's, again, these are like, these are kind of depth guys that they kind of like to, Uses placeholders. Yeah. They're all replaceable. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on, I guess, looking at the UFAs that are coming up, we have Kyle Clifford, uh, Spezza, Cody CC, and Tyson Berry. I think we can all agree that both CC and Berry are most likely not coming back. Do you think, though, there is a scenario, however unlikely, that they sign Barry for like one year just to give him one more shot to prop up his his numbers? I don't know. Because that guy, I'm pretty sure, thought he is going to be cashing in. Oh, yeah. And I don't see any scenario where that's happening right now. No. Because for so many reasons, he had the horrible year. And then now on top of the situation with the flat cap, this is not going to be a banner year for UFAs at all. No. Um, I I don't know. I just, I've always had this niggling thing in the back of my mind wondering if they would just give him, if they are going to just sign him for one more, just. Well, we'll have to replay anyway, this we'll recording. <laughs> we'll have to replay have to this see. recording if it happens. We'll see. Oh, it's, gosh. It's Sill's yeah. thought from uh, from this episode, from our anniversary okay. episode. <laughs> just to be clear, it's not my wish. It's <laughs> just, just a thought. the thought I had. <laughs> just a niggling thing in the back of my mind. This is not something I want to happen. So I just want all our listeners to know that I am not advocating for bringing him back. And then we also have Kyle Clifford, which I think most people would be happy to see back because he definitely did make a bit of an impact and he adds a little bit of grit that we all kind of like. But again, he might be, I I would think if this whole coronavirus thing didn't happen, it would have been like basically a lock that he would be re-signed. But now that we've got this flat cap situation, it's a question of whether or not we have room for him, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then lastly, we have uh, Jason Spezza. And gosh, this is a toughie. I think he obviously made a great impression on the team, but he is 37 years old and we do have some depth that we could see playing more on, you know, on, you know, more often. Uh, so he, he takes a spot of somebody younger, right? Uh, but on the other hand, he is 
great for our younger players and we have so little veteran presence and they need they need that. I mean, I think players, younger players need to have somebody who models things the right way and someone to learn from. And there's not enough guys like that on our team. So um, if he would come back for the league minimum again, maybe that would be good. I think that would be super smart and awesome if they would give him like an assistant coaching position with player development. So because he, he does a lot of work with the younger guys. So I don't know. What do you think? What's, what's your feeling on Spezza? Yeah. I mean, like mine is more so about the veteran presence or anything. Not so much, obviously being a, he's he is like a fourth line player, obviously. And, and he's 37 years old, like you said, but the impression that he, just like Patrick Marlowe, right? Like he's, he's basically the same, done the same, like Marlowe did. He's, um, He's a good guy to have in the room, and um, and I personally think we we do need that one that at least one guy like that. Um, but then, oh for sure. But then, I mean, you do have if they keep um, if they keep Clifford and Muzzin, like those are both Cup winners, right? Like they mm-hmm. they kind of they have that experience as well. Maybe they're they're not. I mean, I think. Jake Muzzin, well, I think both of them might be 30 years at least um, mm-hmm. old, but they've been through it before. So maybe that's enough experience just and, those two guys. And as slightly younger players too. So. Right. Yeah. So you might want to maybe give the money, the extra money, the extra 750000 to Clifford if you can. Um, mm-hmm. so, but I don't know, because they're both fourth line players. But um, know, that, that one really tugs at the heartstrings though, because there's just... There's a lot of emotion in built up in that, which I never, ever in a million years imagined I would feel for a former Ottawa senator. Never, ever did I think that I would feel that for 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 Jason Spezza. But yeah. I don't know. He showed me some things this year. Anyways, I yeah. you know, like like everything else, we're, else we're going to see how it all shakes out. So, yeah, yeah. And then, so, um, yeah, and then there's obviously there's Freddie and Zach Hyman who are UFAs next season. So that's they, they're going into the final year of their current contracts. So um, those are two. They're two key guys that have been here quite a while um, as part of the. Uh, you could say the core. I mean, they're. Um, yeah, they're they're so it. It would be a pretty big shakeup if either of those two guys are are gone after, well, maybe even before this season starts. Who knows? So we'll yeah. see what happens. One thing if that it, would it, go one ahead. thing that would be interesting on defense, just mm-hmm. because we were talking before the show about the Bruins. I won't get into this too much because it'll take too long. <laughs> yeah, but we could really screw the Bruins if we could get Tori Krug is the guy. I looked it up here on on Cap yeah, Friendly. Yeah. He's the UFA this year. Do you imagine getting getting him away from? I don't know. Is he a left-handed defenseman or what? oh, he's left-handed? No, he's okay. lefty. But They're whatever. all freaking lefties. If we could screw the Bruins somehow, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it would They'll be nice, tonight, but so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One can only hope. Yes. Yeah. We'll all but, be cheering. Yeah. Some team in blue and white is going to defeat the Bruins. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, it's not our blue and white, but that's no. okay for now. We'll take what we can get. All right. Yep. So, yeah. So, um, I guess this is the most exciting part. Yes. 
<laughs> we We're coming see. up yeah. onto the uh, the end of our episode. Um, so before we do, before we do that, we wanted to kind of since it's our anniversary, give our thoughts on what our favorite episode is so of our own episode like not that we're tooting our own horns but you know this we're just reflecting back on our first year and and you know what we've done and how things have changed and how things have grown and and uh wondering uh wondering what your favorite episode is chris that we've done so far yeah no i think um i mean it's not like you said not making a big deal out of our episodes but I think we're excited we're just excited about the fact that the show has has gone so well and Mm -hmm. so I I wanted to go back and I wanted to see the one show that I thought was uh that I thought we did good was actually um finding our groove which is the November episode and Mm -hmm. um I I liked it because it was I guess like covering basically the start of the season and I was Mm -hmm. really excited and you could tell the excitement in our voices and it's just funny when you go back and you listen to some of these episodes as to what we were talking about at the time (laughs) and it's like you know you're talking about the Tavares captaincy we very very briefly mentioned about the Austin Matthews Arizona issue um, right because that had gone on as well which is stupid but anyways and um and then we were talking like Babcock was in there too because he was still the coach, and we were talking a little bit about, about him. And then, of course, I really liked the fact that was our first on the road with Chris and Sill, right? Right, so right, right, our, right. Our road trip um, segment. Mm-hmm. So, and we only got that to do- was a really good one. Yeah. So we and we actually had just gone on our road trip to, to Detroit. Detroit. Yep. So yeah, so our listeners definitely, we're going to plug it here because we had the two, we only had two episodes. We've gone on a few road trips ourselves, but we had this year or this, yeah, this year, I guess, in our in our um, episodes, we had the two episodes, one going to Detroit, which was the November episode. And then in February, we had our Nashville episode where, because we've been to Nashville as well. So if you guys, you could go on... I guess back on our uh, go on your apps and you could see all of our episodes there. And if you want to look at road trips, you can re- definitely go back and listen to um, those. Mm-hmm. Listen to those. But that's basically the one that I that I liked the most, I guess. Although there was another. Uh, although I did like our Christmas one too. I like the little jingles you had in there. <laughs> <laughs> Which one yeah, did you so- like? I actually, I'm going to pick our very first episode. I know that seems like maybe a bit of a cop out, but I, I, I'm picking that one because um, we overcame lots of technical difficulties and things like there was just so many different things, different learning curves, things that we had to overcome and learn how to do and all the technological things like, uh, you know, if people think we have people that help us with this, that's not the case. We actually do all of this stuff on our own. And we've been learning on our own and, um, and just kind of getting a little bit better all the time. And and just to, to kind of see how we put that together, and it came off pretty good for our first attempt. I was, I was pretty I think I kind of knew in that moment that we were going to be all right. So, um, so yeah, that's why I, I picked that one. Yeah, that because be, it's yeah. sort of shown, you know, where you know we have come far. But I even given all the stuff we had to go through to get to that point, it came off pretty decent. So yeah, so yeah, that I was, was the happy. time to meet mm-hmm. our public episode. So the episode number yes. one. So yeah, right. Yeah, definitely go back and listen to any of our. It's fun going back and listening to the different. Because you yeah. just see how how 
the team has evolved the whole year sort of thing. It's just so many things mm-hmm. that you, you can't possibly remember. But yeah. Yep. So yeah. now it's the moment we've all been waiting for. <laughs> Drum roll, please. So we want to say thank you to everyone that took the time to enter our anniversary contest. We appreciate so much all our listeners and our social media followers. So without any further ado, the winner of the $50 e-gift card is Music Chick Art, who follows us on Instagram. So we are so happy. Woo! Thanks for entering the contest. Um, we love you and appreciate you. Uh, we are going to DM you and, um, get, uh, find out from you what, uh, your gift card choice is. And, uh, as always, we want to thank all our listeners and, um, basically I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, you know, this has been an awesome, awesome year and a very up and down roller coaster. And we just, we like that we get to ride this with, with our fellow Leaf fans. Um, we're always, as, as we mentioned, we're always on the lookout for making our show better and we're just going to keep trying to improve and uh, bring you different stuff. And we're excited about that. Chris, uh, what about you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, we're going to definitely... We're going to try to keep improving every year, doing different stuff on, on the show. And um, yeah, keep listening. Give us your feedback. Follow us on social media. Um, there's Instagram, Twitter, and we do have a Facebook page now. So we're trying to get we're trying to get people on there, too. Um, and so it's our handle is at LTL1917. Uh, you can also email us, ladiestalkingleafs at gmail.com. Um, yeah, and it's been it's been a great year. I mean, I can't believe it was it was Sill's idea from the start. So <laughs> we managed to do this, and uh, I just kind of show up and talk, which I everybody knows I love to talk about the Leafs. So we both do, but um, yeah. And there's never a shortage, and I'm sure Kyle Dubis will come up with something before our next show. So absolutely, because I never really thought for sure that you know that they were going to pull the trigger on something this fast. So anyways. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll talk to you in October. Yep. Bye. Bye. <laughs>